Hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. It's another good one. God, I love finding people that want to talk about things that really interest me. And if they interest me, I'm not alone. You're not alone. So knowledge is power. And today we speak with Karen Cerezo. So Karen is certified health coach. We've heard Mm -hmm. them. Good news. And that's what we should think about, especially early in the year. Any day is a good day to start. Forget about what day it is on the calendar or what day, you know, it doesn't have to be a Monday. It doesn't have to be January. Any day is a good day to start. But she specializes in women's health, including everything related to midlife and menopause. I think also another M would just be middle, our middle. So it's ironic that it's like perhaps the middle, maybe to whatever fraction we want to say it appears. But then God's sense of humor is that it usually hits you. In the the mid section, in the middle, not funny, not funny at all, goddammit. So good news, she is a personal trainer and sports nutritionist. Yes, one-on-one coaching is a wellness guide for Althina Well, that's good. Oh, and a runner. Now, everybody knows that if I'm ever seen running, follow me because there's something chasing But I definitely want to hear more about that. I appreciate her being here because in that little home state of Texas, they're experiencing some adverse Texan weather. But we're going to hear about that. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for letting me uh, join and be here and tell my story and talk about all things related to midlife. That's Um, what we want to hear. Okay, so... We're going to jump in. You're going to start with, you know, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Okay. I was a middle school teacher for 17 years and then got really involved in fitness and running, like you mentioned. And I will tell you, the only reason I did was to combat depression and a cheap form of marriage therapy. My husband and I decided to run together. He he basically came to me and said, you need to get it together. You need to mm. figure out what's going on, why you're in this dark space. And we needed a way to reconnect. And so we started running together and it made a huge difference. But that just kind of spiraled into me wanting to be healthy and wanting to help other people 
be healthy because I realized it changed the whole dynamics of our household. It completely affected my kids. And um, when I was happy, you know, we say it all the time when mom's happy, everybody else is happy. And it Mm -hmm. did make a huge difference in our household, obviously our marriage. And so I really got into fitness and became a certified personal trainer, started training people. And I realized that there was a disservice happening with women in midlife. And, you know, I'm like, man, you guys want them to do all these things. Like I'm training the, you know, 19 year old men that show up and I Mm -hmm. can't train these women separately. So I was like, I really want to learn more about women's health and focusing on midlife. And then that kind of spiraled into becoming a health coach. What got me more into menopause? Because I was thinking midlife is just, yes, you're going to go through the change, but I didn't really grasp the concept. And then at 46, it was like I woke up and somebody just, I mean, my whole world was topsy-turvy. I was in the best shape of my life and I woke up and I say it all the time. It was like I was... Tim Allen and the Santa Claus, all of a sudden I was 30 pounds heavier and it literally felt like it was overnight. Obviously it wasn't, but 30 pounds heavier and I'm a personal trainer and I'm telling people to do all these things and I'm struggling and everything hurt. My joints hurt my speed. I could not hit my mile times that I was hitting. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't lift the same weights. I couldn't remember anything. My brain was all over the place. My eyesight was deteriorating. It was just this whole giant shit show. And so I was visiting my mom and I'm telling her all these things. And I'm like, mom, I'm such a mess. And she's like, well, you're probably going through perimenopause. Hold the phone. Just like that. I'll like, yeah, let me take another sip of my coffee while I say that. Uh I'm like, what is this word that you speak (laughs) of? I have never heard anybody say perimenopause. And she's like, well, it's what you go through before menopause. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And so we sat down, we had all these conversations. And so I started talking to my girlfriends and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that too. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to me. And I'm like, why the hell are we not talking about this? Why did I know what to expect kind of with my period? Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. prepared. I read a zillion books when I was pregnant with my kids, kind of what to expect. And then all of a sudden it's like somebody stopped writing and we're missing this whole chapter. And so I dove in deep. And Love I it. Just Thank started- you. Thank you. I'm going to give you a little round of applause. Thank you for that. I, my, my whole life was surrounded about menopause and vaginas and all the things that were going on and my hormones and my weight gain and my mood swings. My children are well-versed in what happens in midlife. They do know what to expect. And I think the most important thing with, I mean, obviously it's, it's important to talk about it with my girls. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I would have done that, Mm -hmm. but it's so important that my son understands. And so I, I share this story a lot and it's a little TMI, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't tell my son this amount of detail. He can figure it out now, but I felt my son needed to know because his wife is or girlfriend or whoever Mm -hmm. he's with is going to be Mm -hmm. experiencing these things, whether it could just be a best friend. And he's going to wonder what the hell is going on. I think this is super important, but one of the stories I share all the time, and I'm so glad that my husband and I have an open relationship. And again, I think it goes back to the fact that we spend a lot of time pouring into our relationship. At one point, I 
questioned my husband's infidelity. And I was Mm -hmm. like, is this man cheating on me? Because I'm experiencing pain and burning and Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. what you might think would be an STI. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what is going on down here? And so we talked about it and he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm so glad I have a great doctor that I, and I, you know, was like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. here." And she let me know that that's part of that's all part of it. Yes. The drop in estrogen changes all of that. And you're going to feel these again. I don't ever want another woman to go through thinking her husband or boyfriend or significant other is cheating on them right? because they're experiencing these side effects that we didn't know was a thing. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to put it all out there. You're going to get the whole thing. Love, love. And that is why, my friends, you see why I needed to talk to Karen. Absolutely, positively. (laughs) I mean, in no specific order. You're in a little bit of a funk and obviously you have a keeper in your partner because he recognizes that and he kind of wants his wife and his friend back. And kudos to you for being like, all right, did you go to the gym and stop going to the gym? Like was, you know, running an option? Like if my husband said, let's run a neither of us do. So I'd be like, I'm sorry, who are you? But Oh, as, as far as reconnecting. Yeah. Together. Well, yeah. we had talked about this is, and this was years ago. So we had, our kids were young. So okay, I'm sure a lot of women can kind of understand that 99% of my energy was going towards my children. Correct. And he was very much left out in the cold, which I recognized that was mm-hmm. my, and so he said that you've got to find a way that I'm part of your life as well. Mm. And so I kindly suggested that we scrapbook together because that was my hobby. <laughs> and he said no to that. Okay. That was a hard no. I get you. All right. All right. So, then he came back. All right. Then let's yeah, he okay. came back and said, um, <laughs> I'll go walk with you when you go for your walks. Do you want to try running? And he's always been an avid runner. And okay. so I was like, I'll try a little bit and I can't even tell you how many races we have done. Together. Oh, that's wonderful. But that was the first time I've never been a runner before that. So I didn't start running until I was 33, 34 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. It was basically, what is the one thing that we're both willing to come together? Mm-hmm. That was going to mm-hmm. be healthy. We yeah. do, we do love our day drinking, but we of needed course. something that was. No, 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 totally, totally agreed. And as women and, you know, when the first baby comes, they drop in rung. They do. They, yeah. Especially in the beginning when everybody's trying to figure it out. Right. And, you know, perhaps as a first one either gets a little older, maybe you add to the collection. It's hard. And I applaud him for kind of speaking up. Right. As opposed to just kind of taking his spot or be like, well, you know, she doesn't have time for me. It's, it's always those, not those damn kids. It's always the kids. And it might've been. <laughs> been those damn kids. Okay. I think I, I I'm getting a vibe. Yeah. So, you know, instead of him finding time elsewhere, I'm glad that he, right. he, yeah. he gave you that last, come on, let's, you know, let's yeah. do something. I mean, we would just, even when the kids were smaller or minor spread out, like my girls are, 37 and 33 and then the prince is 26. So 
the I had ten and seven years between where I we could be like we're going for a ride, you know. Be careful. Yeah. Don't cook anything, and you right. know, just to have time in the car, just to have uninterrupted anything, and yeah. not talk about the schedule, what's coming up. Here's what I need you to do. More like a, such a check in of, you know, how are you doing today? Yeah. And I think that doing that really taught me that it was okay to pour into myself. Mm. I think that was the one thing where I was like, you know what? This is okay that I spend some time to do things I enjoy. We go to sports for our kids and we saw them mm-hmm. sit on the mm-hmm. sidelines. And so finally, it was my chance to say, hey, I want you to come cheer me on. And I, I think it ended up being, like I said, a, a huge positive all the way around. But I do think that it really gave me the confidence to feel like it was okay to put myself up there in the priority list. And obviously a reminder to put him up there as well. So, so true. But also a great example for your kids. You mentioned you did have daughters as well mm-hmm. as a son. You're doing stuff for you. Then they know, I'm sure they learned early on how important Oh, mom's running. Oh, they're running again. That's right. That's right. Oh, she's got to race it. And they're alive to talk about it. It's such a gift. But again, we as women are so reluctant to pour, as you say, pour back into ourselves to take time to do a little yoga journal, lock the door. It's okay. When you teach them, it's okay. Right. And I feel like midlife, gives you that second opportunity Mm -hmm, to do that. mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't do it when the kids were young. And you talked about midlife kind of kicks us right in the middle or just kind of Mm -hmm. sits in the middle. And Mm -hmm. there's so much middle reference because we are in the middle. We're in the middle of our children growing and becoming self-sufficient. So we're Mm -hmm. we're losing that or at least gaining um, our independence. But then all of a sudden we're in the middle on the other extreme where our parents are getting older and now mm-hmm. a little sandwich where our responsibilities are changing in that direction. There's so many changes that come on with midlife, not just our weight, not just our sleep and not just our hormone levels. Our careers are changing. Whether we are leaving our careers, the percentage is ridiculous. I want to say it's 37%. Don't quote me on that, but it's like 37% of women leave their jobs because of menopause whether it's brain fog affecting their How interesting. Um, yeah. or hmm. they just, you know, they're, they feel like they're the butt of a joke or you're going to have another hot flash in the middle of the meeting or things mm-hmm. like that. And so now we've got all these career changes. We've got kids that are coming in with different skills that are maybe taking over the position we had. So we might not be, you know, as high up as we used to be. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of changes. I think midlife gives us the opportunity to figure out who we are. Who are we right. now? I'm no mm-hmm. longer a teacher. I'm still a mom, but I'm no longer, you know, Susie's mom at the park. Correct. And- Correct. You're Karen first. And that's right. that's the whole idea is to, and it's funny, it's one of the reasons I, you know, started this podcast is I went through life as I say, I started as a daughter, as a sister, as a cousin. I then became a wife and then I became, you know, just then the mother. Then I'm every, you know, I'm Marissa's mom, I'm Janetti's mom. And who was I? And I was looking for my set of cheerleaders in my mid 40s. And so I'm 61 and I realized that 
I wanted women to know sooner than later that yeah. it's okay. Like, don't wait till, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I would change too much, but it doesn't have to be that way. Again, these kids, they're going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be fine because they have you as the parent because you've taught them that. We forget how good we are as a parent and we don't give sometimes our kids enough credit. And I think there's something about the Gen X. I think we are coming off of being raised with so much freedom that we went the other way. And in the meantime, doing all of these wonderful things for our children, we've mm-hmm. lost who we were. I have a, pro, well, it's a, I have a coaching membership where uh-huh. we dive deep into different elements each month. And we talk about ways to reconnect with ourselves, ways to rediscover who we are. And maybe we're not even rediscovering because maybe that person is no longer there. Now we're discovering this new amazing individual that gets to live out the next 30 years. Right. And so, yeah, I think this is a great opportunity. Like I said, the biggest thing, and I think you said at the very beginning is education. The more you educate knowledge is power, right? A hundred percent. And so when we have an idea of what our bodies are going to go through with the change, then we Mm -hmm. can find the beauty in it and we can control it to a certain degree. I mean, there's only so much control, but what we can control, we can do it well and we can do it with grace and dignity as women. I love that because it's the fear of the unknown. If we know what to expect, this might happen, this might happen, this might happen. Never the same. No two people really have the same experiences at all. Mm-hmm. But knowing that that's the, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. A little tight now. Hmm. And I'm still working out, but I, oh, okay, I get it. This must be that. Versus if you don't put two and two together, let's say my mother died when I was in my 20s. So I didn't have a mother to say, hey, what's going on here? I did know that my mother and all of my aunts and most of my cousins, they all had uh, hysterectomies. So my, my youngest, too. So my youngest aunt and myself, we were the only ones mm-hmm. to go through menopause. So I had not a lot of gauge, but... Definitely. I just, I asked a lot of questions. I really did and really tried to be kind to myself. There's a lot, there's a lot and nutrition where, I I mean, obviously hormones is what's driving everything. And so is there something that we can do to balance or do you go to the doctor, see where you're at and what you're lacking because is hormone level does that fit into is that a is that a problem solver with nutrition i know sleep is also important so is there a priority there um, a priority okay. um i would say your first priority would be nutrition to use that as i will say a sleep medication very okay and that really does make a huge difference second i would put you know, movement. We don't necessarily have to call it fitness, but movement. The less sedentary we are, the better. And then education needs to be in there as well. So I was talking about the four pillars of health, nutrition, movement, mindset, and education. Those are the four things I focus on. 
as far as nutrition, when I work with my clients, obviously I would tell them to get an updated panel mm-hmm. with their blood mm-hmm. work. Some doctors are really good about testing A to Z. I think we go to doctors thinking they know everything. You know, mm-hmm. just like if we were to go to an IT person thinking they know everything, everybody has a specialty. Some doctors, their specialty is not the last part of the women's cycle, which would be pre to post menopause. And so I think it's important and it's okay to ask your doctor, how familiar are you with this? How comfortable are you with this Mm. topic? Do you feel like you can provide me what I need? Should I talk to somebody else? But as a health coach, I do work with the doctors as much as possible, or at least information that my clients give me through the doctors and general nutrition. They're going to tell you, watch your sugars, watch your alcohol, watch your portion size, get in your proteins, watch how many processed foods you eat. And so you have that general information and nobody fits into a box, but it's a great place to get started. Definitely. To kind of give you an overview and see that I think a lot of women don't understand your nutrition changes, your microbiome in your gut literally changes from what it was to something new as you get older. All of a sudden, you'll notice you have food intolerances that you've never had before. Not necessarily food allergies, but Mm -hmm, intolerances. mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, women are like, I can't eat dairy like I used to. Or, you know, I used to be able to eat thick pizza crust. And now I can't even go near it. I'm, I'm, you know, sick for days. And so you're going to see these changes. And so um, nutrition is a good one to start with. because I'm happy to hear that nutrition and the changes. And yes, it can be expected. You're not an oddity. It validates if this is what your experience is. It's a possibility. That's wonderful to hear because again, so many people, I used to, I used to, I used to, Mm -hmm. when, when you wake up as you know, Tim Allen, like what in the world is happening? Like, who am I in a thousand different ways you're struggling to identify yourself? Right. That's, that's definitely one of the places to start. I tell people all the time, it literally affects you head to toe, your hair changes, your skin changes, your eyesight changes. I mean, you're going to go all the way down and you're going to, you could pinpoint, you know, every part of your body is being affected by the changes in your hormones. One of the ways we can work with it is a little bit of nutrition. Obviously, that's not going to solve the problem. And the other thing I tell people, you're never going to out fitness or out diet menopause. It's coming for you, sis. Mm-hmm. But you can do some things. You can have some practices in place. You can create healthy habits that are going to help you navigate it a little bit easier. So it's not so life disrupting. So if I'm hearing, or I should say what I'm hearing is there are tools for sure that between nutrition and some movement, then one of your other pillars has to obviously work so well with the mindset. When you make, if you know that there are some adjustments, I'm not going to use the word solution adjustments because now like anything, as we get older, Things are never the same. Like it's not the same when we started 20 minutes ago. It's just as, you know, we're on the people mover of life. Mm -hmm. And so you tweak it a little more. What used to work a week ago, maybe now it's something a little different. Okay, go with it. You know, do a little pivot. Eventually, you can come out on the other side of 
post-menopause when your body's like, well, wasn't that fun, ladies? Right, right. <laughs> Sorry about the last 15 years, but... Yeah, yeah. We're good, right? We're good? Okay, we're good. <laughs> I think that's the other thing. Women don't understand it could be 15 years that you are in perimenopause. Yeah. And so there's no way that you're going to go 15 years without looking for answers. That's a mind boggling number. I feel horrible for anybody that does that. As I had a friend of mine who I think she wound up getting a hysterectomy like in her late fifties, because she was actually like still even getting her period. And we looked at her like, I'm sorry, what? Like what in the world? Oh, that would be a horrible sense of humor. I mean, 15, 15 is extreme, but that is, I mean, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. And let's just say, you know, let's say you're there for three years. Who wants to be that uncomfortable and and constantly questioning or feel like your body's betraying you for three years? Right. Yeah. So when somebody comes to you, I'll say at midlife and just be like, again, alien, not really sure what's happening. You know, a couple of first steps. Well, we definitely want to sit down and talk about, you know, what is it that you're personally experiencing? What changes are you seeing? Um, I have a blog about the importance of tracking. You've got to have some kind of data as much as, you know, people either love or hate data, but you've got to have something. What are you experiencing? How often are you experiencing? What is the intensity? What has changed that maybe you used to be doing that you're no longer doing that might be the result of this? really diving into what basically is their current situation and then trying to decide what's the best way to work with what you have or what you're experiencing. Is it getting back to prioritizing your movement? Is it helping you build confidence in the kitchen and relearning how to eat for some of the changes that you're experiencing? Is it working on your mindset? Is it creating a community, being part of a community? I think that's that's another element that we, as women, often feel so alone. And that's actually why I started the coaching community. The lifesaver. Right. So that women it's can a understand lifesaver. you are not alone. Yeah. We are all in this together. Yeah. And when you sit down at a table and you finally share, you know, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing this or, you know, this is what's happening. And somebody else validates it, whether they're experiencing it or they're like, oh my gosh, I've read about that. Or my friend had that. You just feel so much better. And so having a community is key as well. So anytime I can bring women in and have them come in and be part of this amazing community and support one another and empower each other with knowledge, that just lights my heart Mm -hmm. on fire. So and they could be with total strangers. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier with total strangers who mm-hmm. don't know you. So you could right. freely say, you know, what either what's, you know, here's what's not happening in the bedroom. I don't know. Right. You know, we used to be rabbits and now I'm not sure what's going on. Or I'm living in yoga pants because I can't button whatever it is, because there are, you know, silly little things that really yeah. just irritate us and that we're not really telling anybody. Yeah. It's interesting because sometimes you even become detached and you don't even realize what you're doing, saying. Yeah. It's so a lot. It's, it, is, it is a lot. It's it's a lot. And it's something that women should not have to do alone. And so anytime we can get together and work together and just find 
that space Mm -hmm. to help you feel better. All I can say is once I educated myself, I feel like a whole different person. Like Mm. not only do I feel better than I did when that light switch hits, I feel back to where I was, but I feel better than that even. I feel like I have my energy back. I feel like I finally figured out who I am. I feel like my marriage is stronger. I feel like my relationship with my kids are stronger. And talking about community, one of the things I prioritize is my girlfriend time. And I've never done that in the past. And so you can live out the next part of your life, living your best life. I know we say it all the time and and it Mm -hmm. seems so cliche or just, you know, just a fun saying on social media, but you really can. It's about learning who you are and how this new journey is going to take you and, you know, the tools that you need to navigate it. And I just feel like most people can't do it alone. I didn't do it alone. I had my doctor and I had Mm -hmm. coaches and I had people in my corner that helped me navigate it. And so, you know, any way I can help others navigate it is, is what I'm That's, That's usually, yeah. I believe in different types of coaching because life is hard. Regardless of, you know, you could have a great partner and you could have all of that, but it's still, you need a little, because as you said, even the doctors, we assume they know everything. Nobody knows everything, but, you know, someone that like you, who have studied this and, you know, here's the reason why, what was going on. So I was looking to help myself and now let me pay it forward and bring in this community, which is fantastic because it's hard to do it alone. It is. It is. It is. You need that person. And and again, just the one, you just need the validation. Right. That then says everything's going to be okay. Like cue Bob Marley, you know, get the steel drum band playing because it's going to be okay. Yeah, it will. It is going to be okay. It is going to be okay. In terms of exercise. So move, you know, you can do all of your Pilates and all of your cardio and all of your Peloton bike riding. You can do all of that. But when you're in, you're in and it may not make a difference. Right. There's some things in there. What I talk to my clients about, you know, they love, let's say, hit workouts. That Mm -hmm. is great. And Mm -hmm. it puts stress on your body. And sometimes your body needs stress. That's when it grows and changes. But if it becomes too stressed, if you right. do too many hit workouts in a week, you actually could be doing um, damage to your body. So when we get into movement, we talk about all of the different ways you're going to program your movement. And so you're not going to just live off of cardio. You're not going to just live off of strength training. There's so many other elements that go in there. Plus, we want to stay injury free as we get older. Falling down is one of the Mm. worst things you can do for your health. It doesn't just hurt. It can physically, there's a lot of really negative outcomes to falling Mm -hmm. down. A couple Um, of broken bones, some, some, yeah, some titanium. Uh So we want to, we want to stay injury free. We want to keep the joint pain down because that's one of the issues you'll notice as you get older, your joints are going to hurt a little bit more. And so looking at different ways to move your body. So we talk about balance training and flexibility training and range of motion. And so it's not just cardio and strength, cardio and strength. There's Mm -hmm, so much mm -hmm. more. And there's so many other ways. There's so many ways to do it now. 
which I really enjoy. And so it really is about finding what do you like? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. If, if you're telling me, I need you to get a hobby and your hobby is going to be baking. I hate being in the kitchen. So that sounds horrible to me (laughs) where it might sound like heaven to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we come together and figure out what do you like? Because when you like it, you're going to show up for it. This has been, oh my goodness. And we can keep talking and talking and we've done nothing. We've barely scratched, but I just wanted everyone. I love your message to be that it's, you know, let's, talk about this and thank you for taking the microphone thank you for you know starting that conversation i hope that everyone who does listen even if you're not in the age band yet you know people you know maybe just check in on them and see how they're doing a simple like hey you know are you there yet and like oh tell me It's just, you know, no two stories are ever alike. You read all the books about childbirth. I took a Lamaze class. They taught us everything, everything, lie, lie, nothing but lies (laughs) after my first daughter. I'm like, they're a bunch of liars. I would, yeah. And even uh, we just had our our first grandson this past summer. So even with my daughter, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell you my experience, but it's only mine. I had three different kinds. It's only mine. You know, I delivered. She wound up having a section. I've never had a section. So everybody's different and unique. Yeah. You have an idea. I was going to say, yeah, being able to share the story just gives you that sisterhood that we are so lucky to have. So we need to talk to our friends, talk about it out there. Where are we going to find you, this community? Where do you hang out? I've got a fantastic Facebook group. It's called the Midlife Athlete. And we talk a lot about just training and not not training. We're training for life. We're training for a high quality of life. So that that. when we are 70, 80, 90 years old, we can get our own selves off the toilet. So we talk about training for life. Because I love love reframing that because when you first said training, I'm like, ah. But no, 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 no. This it's training just, for life. Take the whole athletic life. thing yeah. out. Yeah. It's movement. It, it is it, a use it or lose it. Like this vessel yeah. is, yeah. you know. We need to honor it. We need to honor it. Um, Absolutely. So we, talk, we talk a lot about, you know, just mindset and training and, and movement and um, nutrition and just, we just share and we just support each other. So that's one place I am on Instagram. My Instagram is totally different content from that. I spend a lot of time talking about just different stuff. And I swear I never have things to run out of to talk about. We talk about sexual health. We talk about mental health. We talk about physical health. We cover it all. And then I have my coaching community, which is Mm -hmm. the coaching corner. And that is a private membership where you get basically monthly coaching from me um, just in a small group form, which is really fun because some people aren't necessarily hundred percent ready to commit to like a one-on-one, but they're mm-hmm. like, I want to be part of that without having to just be focused on me. I can kind of be a standby. And get a, a little, yeah, you could observe and right. just get the vibe, get, you know, you could feel the room and then, right. Then, then so read it a little. And mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. That's a fun one because, um, you've got people that are super active in it and you've got people that have popped in once in a while and they're like, well, oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a fun one. 
Wonderful. Yeah. And then um, my website has a ton of blogs on there. Cause like I said, like you said, knowledge is power. So the more, you know, the better you can do. So getting on that blog might give you some um, additional resources as well. And the website is also the midlife health coach. Uh, midlifehealthcoach.com. Yes. Okay. We're going to put everything in the uh, show notes where you can find Karen and this is a conversation that will probably continue because I like that we are athletes for life. And it is very true. We are training to, yeah, still be as independent and spry in the later years. Like, yeah. again, we borrowed this body for a couple of years. It's funny because when I was turning 60, I'm like, how in the world did this, like this number, like, where did it even come from? Because I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I do all of this, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, it's just a number. But then I realized, because I also, knock wood, I'm a boring patient, thank the Lord, outside of, you know, breaking my ankle a couple of years ago. I'm not sick. I'm not this. I'm not that. I got the flu at 59, like that type thing. Yeah. And I said, okay, I might feel good. And I take care of myself. I said, but my body is 59 years. Like my organs yeah. are. 50. Yeah. You are like, yeah. And as you say, let me honor them. Let me take these age appropriate whatevers, even though I'm like, but I feel like I'm in my, fo-. I do fantastic yeah. for me, but it's still been around. Yes, yes, yes. Still have some life experience there. It's still been around. Anyway, you know, if you've got ladies that come back and they want to talk about specific conversations, let's have them. Let's open up that dialogue. I'm going to say exactly that. Hey, the comments, joyfoundhere.com. I know we'll get them there. I would love to see comments and the five-star rating. Thank you, everybody. Again, new year, new rating. Just hit it again. Five stars, nothing less. Keep moving if you can't fill in that fifth star, which everybody does deserve it. It it means something. It does. And they just keep telling, you know, those they people, they just keep saying it is. But quite honestly, I only bring five-star people forward. That's the only, that's the ones we speak with. So that would be very much appreciated. Listen, if it's the long game we're playing, it's the long game we're playing. It is the long game. Short-term sacrifice, long-term gain. So that's what we're saying. Until the next time, you guys, you know you mean the world to me. So appreciative of listening, of hanging with us, of bringing in more and more ideas and hopefully we don't disappoint and hopefully we deliver. Till next time, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.